0: What's going on, everybody? Uh, Rogue Dads, RVers, friends, family. Uh, Welcome to another episode of the Rogue Dad Podcast. I am your host, George, and today I have another episode from the Homeschool Connection Conference. And I'm actually talking to Julie Mink, who helped with your co-star Laurel mm-hmm. uh, put all this on. So yeah. you're responsible for all these lunatics running mm-hmm. around here mm-hmm. <laughs> and built uh, in and introduce yourself. Say hi.
1: Thank you, George. Yeah. Thanks for inviting me to be here. This is really exciting. I've never done something this, uh... Exciting, like on a podcast type. Okay. Thing. So it's
0: it's uh, it's new to me. So thank you. The uh, the excitement usually wears off pretty quick
1: <laughs> once we start
0: talking and everything. Everyone gets comfortable. I am a little nervous. <laughs> <laughs> no worries, no worries. Uh, so we are here in Builton, California, at like I said, the Homeschool Connection Conference. Uh, I can. This is the first one, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, the first of many. Hopefully, it c- continues. And uh, so I'm assuming just by the name itself, it's connecting other homeschool families and kids together.
1: Um, Well, that's on the surface. That's what it seemed like. But um, when I got when it when we continued to plan for it, like the connections were happening everywhere. Um, We're not just connecting homeschool families with each other and reconnecting with our families and friends um, uh, from after the pandemic.
0: Oh okay. There was, did that have a big? Of, I was wondering about that. It, if it had, had a big effect, 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 effect. on homeschooling, because Absolutely. there's, in what way though? Because I can see it affecting the public schools, but, right. I mean,
1: so um, yeah, interesting. Um, so yes, public schools families did all of a sudden become responsible for their children's education. Right, it was right, a right. Huge right. weight, and I'm not discounting that. Um, so we were totally cool with that part. But the the world shut down. Yeah. And the world is our classroom. So interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I so, see that. So we lost out on all the opportunities and many communities stopped meeting altogether. There were some uh pockets of community that were like no, we're not going to be afraid. We're not going to live our lives in right. here and we're going to continue to get together and we're going to keep our bodies as healthy as
0: like possible. Arizona.
1: Yeah, well, <laughs> Even in California, dude. I went to, uh,
0: I went to Havasu during not the height of the pandemic, uh-huh. but, uh, my buddies did a show out there and, uh, I did some stand-up comedy for them. I opened up for them and, uh, dude, they act like it was wasn't, they were fucking, I saw the very <laughs> first, um, uh, where they got those quads, like a, a razor. Uh-huh. I saw a razor with a gun rack. <laughs> the first time I've <laughs> ever seen that. It was in Lake Havasu, Arizona. It was so hilarious. I couldn't believe it, dude. Uh, but yeah, they, but, they didn't care.
1: Yeah. So yeah, all of our opportunities, all of our classes stopped meeting, right. all our activities, all our after-school programs, all
0: our so it had so that's interesting because I, I didn't think about that because I, I think at the time I don't know if she was even being schooled yet uh, she's five that was about three years ago mm-hmm. two years ago so I don't even think I don't know what we were doing but it's it, that's interesting to me because I know a lot of her as a matter of fact all of her uh, educational material comes via mail mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so was because I know Amazon shot up they were delivering everything did it were you not able to get materials or was it you weren't able to go to the park or it, it was, all of it? it it
1: was more not being able to connect with other pa- families and other oh, kids. Really. Okay. Um we're unschoolers so you know we don't um have curriculum that we use um my kids are life learners they learn by living their lives and following their passion. There's no
0: materials, though? You don't have, like, clay or, like, oh, yeah. dinosaurs oh, I and, like, Like, yeah, we have resources books.
1: and materials. Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, our home is very enriched with, uh, No, we materials. get, like, yeah. different,
0: um... Uh, I don't know what, uh... Th- I think we belong to a charter yeah, girl wind. that got us here.
1: Yeah, Suncoast Preparatory Academy. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Wendy's was also one of our partners, too.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah, Shout-out, Wendy. Wendy who?
1: Wendy Eckland
0: Okay, Wendy Eckland yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, so yeah, she, uh, she opened a charter, so she was more focused on that and, 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 and helping with more connections.
0: So that my reason saying that is because, uh, I, what was stopping you from connecting with other families? Fear. Because
1: fear, fear, fear really? of the virus, fear of the virus. Absolutely. Interesting. Absolutely. Most, I mean, even to this day, there are, um, pockets of the homeschool community who will only meet with other homeschoolers outdoors and mask. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And, but that's them, you know, they get to yeah. do their thing and they get to find, you know, if that's, that's what they want to do and that makes them feel right. Safe, right, and right. Then let them do that. But when you try to make me do that, I've got a problem with that. Well,
0: see, that's been the whole thing right. from the beginning right. was, uh, man, it's just, I could talk about this shit.
1: Oh, all
0: day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm 47 and this has been the weirdest time of my life. Right. The weirdest. Right. Because it was like, pharmaceutical companies are horrible, horrible, horrible my whole life. And now all of a sudden, you're not taking the vaccine. You're not getting vaccinated. What the fuck are you? Like, I had friends yell at me.
1: Been, I was yelled at. I was spit at on the hiking trail from a biker who was driving by and said, put your damn mask on.
0: It, it gave people the license to be fucking Nazis. Yes. Is yes. what it did, man. Yeah. It gave people who'd never had power. Yeah. All of a sudden they have the authority to pass judgment on you because right. now you're endangering them right. because I'm out hiking and being healthy. Like right. what the fuck? Right. It's so crazy.
1: Right, right. right. And, and this person was on a bike with a mask, like, outdoors, and passed me for, like, what, a millisecond? And, right. And, and thought right. that I was a A, a risk, yeah. Something that was, <laughs> so, you know, yeah, a lot went out the window. Insane. Really well, did. the
0: thing is, mm-hmm. though, that, that surprises me that that was the uh, vibe around the uh, homeschool community is fear of that because most of the people I know that get into homeschool is they also have a strong view of vaccinations mm-hmm. and a lot of them right. ha- don't have kids that are vaccinated like us. Right. And that's one of the reasons why we can't, even even if we wanted to go to public school, right. couldn't.
1: Not in California.
0: No. Right, yeah. not in, you're, you're correct, you're correct. Yeah. So, uh, because she's not vaccinated. Right. Uh, so that's surprising to me it that a, it was... It
1: was a chasm. So there are many homeschoolers that are like you described, right. but there are also many who are not. So Interesting. it was, it was like a, a big cleaving of right. the community and right, it just right. split apart. And it was, and it's, and it's, it's devastating. And that's another reason I wanted to do the homeschool connection conference right. because I really wanted to bring people back together. Um, no matter what you think about vaccines, no matter what you think about masking, if you want to right. mask, go ahead. If you want to not mask, that's fine too. Like, right. you know, well,
0: I there- mean, dude, it can't be denied now, two years, three years later. Right. Uh, right that it was a lot of worry for nothing. I mean, not for nothing, I'm not saying it didn't have its damages, but come on, man, if you're relatively healthy, you're gonna be okay.
1: Well, there were a couple of homeschool conferences towards the end of last year in August and October of 2022 that both um, advertised saying, you know, we'll we'll follow the county guidelines and if they say masking, then you're gonna have to mask. Right, right, right. You bought the ticket, you didn't. But at the last minute, they, they actually just instituted a policy of their own um, saying, we're going to – and th- these were weeks, mere weeks before the conference. Like, right. The people had had tickets for months and months and months, and then they were like, oh, yeah, by the way, we're going to require masks indoors. And I was <sighs> like, you can't do that. Yeah. I mean, you can't do that. And that was part of the, the inspiration, honestly, was like, I want a, a conference where I'm going to feel welcome again. Yeah. Because I don't feel welcome at that conference. I don't.
0: No, I, I totally agree with you that uh, to each his own. If you want to live accordingly, go for it. But don't don't even bat an eye if I don't want to. Right. That's like, I feel like it, it goes along. It, that would be the equivalent if I went to a McDonald's and it was like spitting on people for going to McDonald's. What are you doing eating like that? Right, right.
1: What right. are you doing eating
0: like, don't you know what it does to yourself? Right. And you're, you know what I mean? like. I, I don't do that. What makes them think they have the right to do that to me? When, Dude, I I was working at a gym when all of this happened. Mm That's the start of this whole podcasting thing in my house is because they were treating gyms horribly. Mm -hmm. But Walmart and Target, you could go stand in line with a bunch of fucking unhealthy people buying bullshit. Right. But I can't go to the gym and work out.
1: To get into a concert um, in New Orleans when I went, um, they required me to go get a test at a testing center where I had to stand in line with people who were sick
0: yeah. <laughs> to get so a stupid. test to prove it's that so I stupid. wasn't
1: sick so that I could go to a show with people who were vaccinated who could just as easily have contracted the illness yeah. and been carrying it who didn't have to test at all.
0: That's so funny. I've never actually gave any thought to the line in getting tested. is probably just a hotbed of... <laughs>
1: yep.
0: <laughs> That's so funny. And I apologize to people who have probably heard me say that analogy of, like, comparing gyms and Walmarts. That's, mm-hmm. like, my go-to because right. it rings personal with me. Like, right. my gym had to, like, work out with the blinds down. Oh, it's so weird. And no music. Yeah. That was weird, you know? And they got two tickets. They, from the... You know, I mean, cops came there because they were working out, and it's just it, that to me, that made it the weirdest time totally. ever. I it just was so weird. Uh, okay, so that's interesting that the uh, it was kind of a polarization within the homeschool community, also.
1: Is, yeah, and okay. and. and, and, and- as like it is for many relationships, um, families, friendships right. that were destroyed in
0: the uh, yeah. yeah, It's a pandemic. good point. I don't, really, I don't think about that yeah. enough. About okay. like even some of the arguments I got in with people who are close to me, uh, yeah. and how we just didn't don't even talk about it anymore.
1: Right. Well, in some cases, it's just like you know, bygones be got bygones. And I would love like,
0: though for like, them to be like next time I see him, like, like what? my my yeah, buddy, right. like you were right, dude. Yeah, you, you know. Were right. really yeah, totally. Right. That'll never happen though. No. No. Never no, happened. No. 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 <laughs> yeah, I didn't get vaccinated. Teresa didn't get vaccinated. We just uh, kind of kept doing our thing. Yeah. You know, I was a butcher at the time, too. Oh, wow. So I was at, a, at the very beginning, I was at a grocery store. I saw all the crazy, weird people coming, the riots, everything in yeah, Santa Ana. That's
1: crazy. Oh, it oh, was wow. bananas. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, so it's a little different in
0: my family, actually. I'm
1: still unvaccinated and didn't want to get vaccinated, but my husband and children did want to.
0: They both wanted to. They, yeah, they all wanted
1: Your home to. Your homeschooled children yeah. wanted to. Yeah, who were, had never been vaccinated up until that oh, point. Oh, wow.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That's a fucking drama, like, oh, movie was, right there. It
1: was intense. It was intense, you know. So uh, I mentioned to you earlier that I'd been on the... Uh, um, in the San Francisco Chronicle uh, front page above the fold for my uh,
0: views about that's funny you say above the fold because
1: that's the industry yeah yeah I got that I I caught that
0: (laughs) (laughs) dude are you above the fold or below the fold it's
1: a big difference it's a big difference it's like it's you know that's front page news you know it's funny because
0: uh, that is industry stuff and I remember I had you know you grew up in LA orange County, you meet people in the industry and I, I was with somebody and uh it was some movie. We were watching the credits. And I remember they go, Oh, third billing. And I was like, what? And then that kind of oh, like, right. I was like, oh, the third guy must really yeah. be... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it started um, because I had agreed to do an interview with NPR. Um, and, okay. Uh, in the interview, um, uh, they wrote about it. They wrote an article on it. And they used a, a clip of what I said. And they insinuated that Marin County moms were having measles parties. So if you do look, if you, if you look up Marin County, measles, mom, um, (laughs) you will find that story. Um,
0: That's better than aqua mom. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: I am the reason that John Stewart came to Marin and, and Uh, he didn't mock me personally. He found some other antibiotics. Okay. Right, right. She didn't. Really have or whatever. Oh, I think I saw that. I'm sure we all did.
0: On the John On Stewart. show. Uh, is it the Daily Show or is it John Stewart? Oh, I don't know. It's this new Apple show, ain't it?
1: No, no, no. This was, it years was the ago. Daily this Show. Was, this was years oh, okay. ago. This was in the 2015 uh, Disney Measles scare. Oh okay, this, okay. This was years ago, so the, the article is is, is, is older. Um, and uh, so NPR took the uh, interview and insinuated that Marin County moms were ho- were hosting uh, measles party. But that was not what I said, and and the, they didn't say that I said that. They just juxtaposed uh, two different. They made it look things. like you did. They, they made it look like I right. did, um, and uh, the press, of course, didn't read clearly, right. and they Context. they ran with it. They ran with it, and right. it went it went viral. Marin County moms having measles parties. So it's, it's like it was it was everywhere. Okay. Slate, um, uh, L. A. Times, every, everybody wrote about it, I and had, nobody I remember...
0: contacted me. I do remember hearing that yeah but uh was that around the same time that they were talking about the uh i feel like in, in my mind it was the same time they were talking about the measles outbreaks at disneyland
1: yeah that was in, yeah the, the 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 2015 2016 okay. uh, Marin, uh i'm sorry uh, D, uh disney measles scare and that was also interestingly enough the run-up to SB 277 Um, Which is? What is the law that prevents our children from going to school here in California? Oh. Um, If they're not 100% vaccinated according to the CDC schedule, it's not just... Um, it's everything, even like just chickenpox or hepatitis. Like, okay, my kid isn't doing drugs or having sex, so right. they
0: don't need a right,
1: right, right, right.
0: vaccine from birth. Like, so, so what I was confused about is when we were talking about vaccines, uh, you're talking about pre-COVID, mm-hmm. yes. just vaccinations in general. Right. Okay. Okay. That was yeah. my misunderstanding. Yeah. the John Stewart thing, I was thinking of he talks to a politician about the COVID vaccines. Oh
1: right.
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'd like to hear, so I'd like to hear that. You it know was what? Not nice. But you know what? The thing too <laughs> is that he talked to a politician that was trying to get a bill mm-hmm. in who honestly didn't know what the fuck she was talking about as far as the science.
1: Right. Right. And
0: then he, uh, Oh, and I think it was about the transgender. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's trying to make it to where it's, harder. It, it's no, yeah. It's harder to get the surgeries. Right. Right. Uh, and she just, she, he, he verbally cornered her so many times, man. He just made her he's look a horrible. Master. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. And I you know, I, I that was the one interview that transgender interview that I was like it the first time out of all the t- things I've seen with him where I was like, dude, this guy, it seems like he's working for the man.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah.
0: that yeah. was the time where I was like, "What the fuck?" Now I can't even trust this motherfucker.
1: The Marin measles mom story was the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I decided okay. that he was, um, but yeah. So yeah, John Stewart came out to Marin County, did a story, and Marin measles moms having kids. Wow. It was it was viral. It was everywhere.
0: Okay, um, I'm gonna have to go and, back and watch that.
1: And nobody. No nope. It, to it ask wasn't you me he your didn't, thing he didn't was. Inter, yeah, he didn't interview me. He came to Marin County, found another mom with abuse. But before. it
0: was based off the article that yeah, was written yeah, about you yeah, in the New Yorker yeah, yeah, or the uh, sure. Chronicle. No, no, no. no. This was an NPR. Chronicle, NPR.
1: Comes, later. Chronicle, okay, Chronicle okay. comes later. Okay, oh, okay. Comes later. Oh, okay. Chronicle is. Let like me get this. out a
0: timeline. Okay. And then we'll know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, no. So the
0: um, NPR so, thing is what started the measles. Yes, totally twisted. Okay.
1: And then we and and all these stories are being written, and not one reporter.
0: Thought to talk to you.
1: Nobody spoke to me. No, <laughs> one spoke to me except, um, Kevin Fagan, um, lead reporter at the San Francisco Chronicle took a look at this and was like, something doesn't smell right here. Okay. And he's like, I'm looking at this article that says nothing about Marin moms having measles parties. Like why is the rest of the world going crazy about right. these Marin measles parties? So he does reach out to me. It was him and two other, uh, journalists, um, uh, Jacoba Urist from, uh, she does stuff with the today show and she does a lot of other stuff too. Um, and, uh, somebody from Healthline. and, uh, but, uh, Kevin at the Chronicle had a lot of, you know, like I said, he's the lead reporter. He's the one who does the stuff on all the serial killers and stuff like that. He's the main man there. Um, and uh, he, uh, he, he said, he called me and he said, what's going on here? This, uh, tell me that this doesn't add up. Right. And I told him, I was like, that's the story. The story is there's no, there there. There's no story. The story is that the media took a, a, a soundbite and what the sound... So what bite. was the
0: actual soundbite? Yeah. So like sound what bite. was the thing that made them even think they were measles right. parties?
1: So they um, they had uh, taken the soundbite where I had said, uh, I guess they must've asked me like um, if, if I would expose my kids because they knew my kids weren't, I was talking freely about it. They knew my kids weren't vaccinated for measles. And they said, would I purposely expose my kids to measles? And I said, absolutely not. I said, I even had a friend who vaccinates her children, who knew the one family in Marin County who came back from Disney with measles. And she said to me, would you want me to hook you up with her? Because in the before times, a long time ago, it was normal.
0: Chickenpox parties.
1: Chickenpox parties. And there were measles parties too. I mean, there were measles parties. I don't know
0: if I've ever had measles.
1: I don't think so. I mean, is I'm, that a
0: thing that like you have to have?
1: I don't know. I don't you know. You like, you
0: have chickenpox, you get it as an adult, it hurts, right. it's way worse or anything. I'm not really sure. Yeah, I don't even think I've ever had measles. Right. But well, you may
1: have been vaccinated as a kid, where you just never vaccinated. You. Oh, I was fully vaccinated, oh, yeah. so I'm sure. That's... I was in the 70s. Right. So yeah, for so, sure so they... you may have had the
0: vaccine for it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but you know what's interesting now, the more I'm thinking about that time of when all that measles thing was happening at Disneyland, I remember they started talking about maybe polio coming back.
1: Oh, yeah. Right. No, the, the, this, it, is because... a, this is their pattern. Just yeah. like they did with... Um, you know, after COVID, they were like monkeypox, like you know, like, what's next? Like, like you know, uh, the new AIDS, and, uh, uh, Zika, and you know, like what's Oof. the next? You know, like that. So they, they, this is a pattern for sure. Yeah. So, so Kevin contacted me and asked me, and, and they're
0: afraid about one thing. Maybe we can get them afraid about all these mm-hmm. other things, mm-hmm. and then they'll and come keep, back. Keep, and keep the fear. Vaccinated. Keep the control. Yeah, keep yeah. the fear.
1: Keep the control. Exactly. So I told him the story was that there is no story, and um, I had told him about how. This friend who even suggested the measles connection was Pro vaccine and vaccinated right. her, it, it, so it wasn't even like an anti-vax thing at all, you know. Right, right. And so he was like, "That's the story. You're right." And you, and and so basically, he vindicated me. He, nice. you know, and he he dedicated quite a bit of, of, of space, um, both online and in, uh, on
0: print, um, to this story. Good on Kevin, Kevin yeah. Fagan. Fagan. Yeah. All right. Yeah. 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 And
1: you know, uh, like, we we talked a lot about the reasons we didn't vaccinate, and um, you know. My my, my family history is riddled with autoimmune disease, so is my husband's, okay. and um, uh, I was actually too sick to give birth uh, when my husband and I were first married, so we were in the adoption process, and with our medical doctors, they were advising us which vaccines to give our kids, and then I um, took an alternative route and started, I, I came off my, with my doctor's supervision, I started using uh, alternative methods to heal, um, diet Uh, I use low dose naltrexone, there's other um, things that I've done, and uh, then he, uh, the doctor was like, okay, well, you can come off your medication, and we'll, because I was on uh, a medication that made my womb toxic, basically, and he was like, you can um, come off your medication and see if you can get pregnant, and so I did. And um, and I got pregnant right away, and so then then we were having our own kids. So we were out of the adoption process. These same exact doctors did a tree of my family and all the all the history of autoimmune illness for me, all the history of autoimmune illness and cancer in my husband's family. And literally, she said, "I've never said this to another parent before. Do not vaccinate your child, your baby." She said, "Do not vaccinate your baby." Wow. And so um, because she 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 had a, a sensible. View about it. Yeah, it's yeah, like there is a canary in the coal mine. You know, we there these there are these susceptible kids, and we've got to find out what what what's you know they're the ones who have all the sensitivities, all the, right. you know, all the susceptibilities. And if it's in the family history, like, let's pay attention to that, you know?
0: Interesting. So,
1: and that same doctor, as they got older, was like, do you want to start vaccinating? So it's not like they were anti vax you know? Right, right. Um, We didn't want to start vaccinating because I didn't, I didn't see, and, and to this day, they, they yeah, they're fine, yeah. you know, they're healthy. They're very healthy.
0: Um, so... One of the things that when I was talking to Anthony, he kind of brought to my attention too that I I didn't really give a lot of thought to was uh, the amount of vaccinations when I was a kid compared to now. Yes. And... He was saying now it's like almost up to a hundred or so, like ninety something. No, I don't
1: think it's quite at ninety. No, it, 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 I think it might be in mid seventies. Okay. Seventies, but then if, <laughs> then if you're adding COVID to it now, you know, oh, I think that's like, what he I did. Mean, right, right. I think right. that's what he you did. You know, you got, got the COVID and the boosters, right? All, you know, and and then I think actually if you do add in flu, then it might be that high. But I don't okay. think flu was on the uh, required. Even schedule. seventy yeah. seems
0: yeah. It, it's like yeah. rabies.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it,
0: it's like insane yeah. amount yeah. 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 of stuff that from the beginning you're saying.
1: And there are hundreds, hundreds of vaccines in the pipeline. Hundreds
0: that are mandatory.
1: That no, that they're waiting to. Approve,
0: oh, in the that, pipeline that are okay, for, okay for approval. Right, right. Yeah,
1: and 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 this state of emergency bait va- that we just went through basically just. Um, there's a really good book. It, ch- it changed the way that vaccines are approved, you know, with these, um, Oh yeah. Use the r- authorization. Don't there's say really the really real Anthony Akashi. Right.
0: Yeah. No, no, no. That there's book. Real,
1: no, there's a real, first <sighs> of all, I know that's like that. It, I, I couldn't even get through it. I was like losing my fucking mind.
0: I know Thank you. True. I have been trying to tell people the I things I am hearing in this I book I know. are like, I know. how is that guy not in jail?
1: I know. I know. And obviously, um, RFK Jr. is a legal Mastermind and would never do anything to put himself And he's untouchable
0: as a candidate, let's be real, yeah, he ain't getting yeah. fucked uh, Kennedy with. Kennedy for president. They know people. Is he running?
1: He's, he's thinking about it. He's
0: All right. It. He said I gotta say, those speeches are gonna be rough with that voice. I know. <laughs> oh, he's
1: he's actually, I think, he's gonna have a surgery for that. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. All yeah, right, I'm okay exactly. with that. But he um, <laughs> he said he's already uh, uh, conquered the, the biggest hurdle. He's got his wife's approval.
0: Oh, okay, so, there we go. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um,
0: the first Kennedy ever? have a question.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, the book I was thinking of is, um, uh, I think it's, um, Olshank, Olshansky, Oshank, um, is the last name. And I think it's a polio an American story. Mm. And in it, it, and he's not anti-vax at all. He's a professor of history I right. think, in Texas or something like that. Right. He, he has no vaccine views good or bad in any way this is from a historical perspective and he um chronicles how uh polio changed at that time how vaccines were approved and uh, right. through the legal process and how um how how it was uh, bloated in the media it, it just you know like um, you know, when I referred earlier that, you know, you and I were vaccinated for measles and maybe that's why we didn't get it. But that's actually not necessarily why we didn't get it because right. measles was already on the decline before the vaccine had come out. I mean, you can look at the, at the statistics from the CDC. It's there. It's all there for you to see.
0: Yeah, it's funny because as soon as Anthony mentioned that, I was thinking that's got to be. So this weekend has shined a lot a lot lot on and I might even get a little emotional right now but uh, the way my kid is with other kids Mm -hmm. I've noticed things in her that have been there but I didn't I didn't know how to categorize them because I didn't have any baseline to go off of Mm -hmm. Uh, and the thing is that I'm like, I don't, I don't even know what to call them, like ticks, mm. or, what, or little things that are making her have a rough go. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so I, yeah. I know that some of that was caused in other kids from vaccinations. Yeah. yeah. She's not vaccinated.
1: Okay, I'll tell you that story.
0: So now yeah. I'm wondering if
1: how
0: all of those things but the my my point in saying what anthony was saying made me think about uh, about the amount of vaccinations that are now on the table mm-hmm. as opposed to when i was vaccinated right. uh, the reason why i don't see a lot of those ticks in my people my age is because maybe those vaccinations weren't part of what we were taken right. Right. and now kids that are what like 13 to maybe 16 mm-hmm that seems to be a lot more prevalent yeah so now that i think that makes a good case for maybe a little science in the part of that causing some of that
1: right so i don't know
0: i've never done studies but that seems
1: so there there is a little (laughs) science back there um a couple of things are on my mind right now so my son also has a lot of um What would be typically considered vaccine injuries. Um, He's got asthma, or he had it, he's outgrown it, uh, asthma, allergies, he's got some spectrum uh, traits.
0: Is that what you call it? Because that, spectrum traits?
1: I just made that up. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's so
0: hard to find something to say about something. So charged. And possibly negative.
1: Right.
0: You don't want to say it's negative, but I I, I don't see it as a positive.
1: Right, right. Right. Um, well, my nephew has uh, ha- had has um, full blown autism, and my okay. sister was able to recover him using alternative methods, chelation, homeopathy. Is he vaccinated? Uh, he was. Yeah, my okay. sister was following the vaccine schedule one hundred percent. Oh wow. Um, you know, she her story is just the same as all the other mamas and fathers um, uh, in the Vax uh, movie um, that uh Tree and Andy Bakefield did. Um, it's the same story. You know, it's called Vax, Vaxxed? Vaxxed, V A X X. I think I heard about I don't yeah. think
0: I've seen it yeah.
1: yet. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Okay. You hear this, and, and they all share the same story. They get vaccinated. They have um, seizures. My son, my nephew started to have petite mal seizures, and then they, they break out into a measles rash, and then their GI just goes to shit, and... Um, and like, I mean, literal shit, like he, yeah. he would poop and it would smell metallic. It was gross. Whoa. It was gross. It was terrible. especially while she was chelating him, it was really coming out in his, in his stool, yeah.
0: Chelating him?
1: Yeah, that's getting the heavy metals out of your body. That's, oh. Yeah, yeah, you can do. Uh, so here's, so here's. Cause
0: here's a lot of these vaccines have like aluminum and stuff, aluminum, right? Aluminum,
1: yeah. Aluminum I think is becoming more um, known to be, um, uh, like the, the amount of aluminum that's in a vaccine is, exponentially more than is okay to be ingested right. uh, for a baby. Right. It's, it's insane. I don't understand how that ever happened. Um, I think Chris Exley is his name. He's the aluminum expert from the UK. He, uh, he's, he's, he's spoken out about it for quite some time. Um, and I think he was coming out with a documentary at one point, maybe soon. Um, but okay, so this is how a child who's not vaccinated ends up with uh, what seems to be te- typical vaccine injuries. Okay. Okay. So I, like I said already, I have a lot of autoimmune disease in my family. Um, I know I um, have probably been uh, affected by vaccines, um, the heavy metals in vaccines uh, when I was a kid. Um, there is a uh, genetic testing to know. In what way? Um, well i so i i, I got sick when my, my first autoimmune illness was when i was about 10 11 years old okay um, and uh
0: so we're talking like lupus uh, or crohn's
1: disease crohn's, disease. crohn's? Yes.
0: okay yeah.
1: um so uh what they so scientifically they know now that um there are genetic snps snps uh in it's in a field called genomics um, uh, And it's, it's just like, you know, that, you know, they call the, um, the, the breast cancer gene, the BRCA gene, right? The breast cancer. So, um, that's the BRCA, um, SNP, S N P. Right. So they can see where there's, uh, if if that's, um, what's the word? If it's, if it's genetic, not, not altered, if it's, um, it'll come to me Mutated? Yes, exactly. Mutated. Yeah. If there's a genetic mutation right there, then, that, that's, the, that's, the, that’s the indicator that you could be susceptible to, okay. right? Or if it’s present, I can't remember what it is for um, genetic uh, for breast cancer, but for um, autoimmune disease, they're finding that um, and, and autism that um, those of us with the MTHFR genetic mutation, or the C67 I think this, the C77T, I, I might be getting that last one wrong. That one uh, has uh, to do with aluminum as well. Um, but it, these these two SNPs and there's others as well. That that if you have these genetic mutations, the likelihood that you are going to have an autoimmune rea- a, a illness in your lifetime or autism is much higher. So it's basically if you have these genetic mutations, you like all people with autoimmune disease and autism have these genetic mutations. But not all people with these genetic mutations have autism at all. Okay. Um, you know, so it's, it's I don't. My husband can tell you about the way that math goes on that. Right. Um, I get it. Yeah. So, um, so I'm standing. You know, I'm pregnant. I have a genetic mutation. The MTH. I've I've had the testing done. Both, I both have both mutations in the worst way possible, and because um, there are different levels. Uh, but uh, then, uh, so I'm pregnant and. All my life, I've been holding on to heavy metals. So we are exposed to heavy metals all the time in our food, our air, our water, everywhere, right? Um, right, right. It's in our environment. It's in our vaccines. It's, it's
0: everywhere. So you could pass those traits down. So,
1: yeah, wait, here we go. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> so all my life, I've been exposed to heavy metals. And because I have these genetic mutations, my body holds on to them. I am not a natural chelator. So that's what it basically means. It means I cannot chelate. These and that means to get rid of the right. uh, heavy metal toxins. So all of us are exposed to heavy metals. We're all processing them all the time. Your mutation
0: day. makes it so you're not allo- it doesn't long- allow yourself to right. flush these right. Right. toxins, these right. metals out of your system. And
1: then you need to do uh, like
0: a, a, a autoimmune, um, which is right. what your body does to right. find homeostasis and yep. be good.
1: And then, you know, if you want to, if you want to be chelated, you have to do it through a, like a mechanical way, whether it's like a, a chemical way, like, you know, using. Right. Supplements, like supplements, dialysis. Yeah. Or, or, yeah, or, or I, I don't know if they have a dialysis type. But that type
0: uh, but of flesh like, in your system out.
1: But yeah, right? but like uh, people can do it with um, like even cilantro is a natural. Chelator. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, okay. so you can do it, but there are also some supplements that'll do it. And so there are, there are a lot of different protocols to like physically chelate your body. Right. So you have to use some other process to get that the, the, okay. the metals out so if you've never chelated as a pregnant mama um, what ends up happening and you're you're you're, you're you've got a fetus um, just like the fact that you give your fetus oxygen right. food nourishment all of that you're also giving them all your heavy metals right the literal mud- mother mother right right, right. The literal mother load. ooh and, um, the mother load Yeah, and if is that where that term comes I don't from? Know. I don't know. I don't know. That's interesting. I know. I, 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 it makes the sense.
0: mother load.
1: So um, they, what What uh, <laughs> happens is if your baby, if your fetus also carries the MTHFR genetic mutation, and the C677T genetic mutation, then, um, then they can't chelate the metals that are being introduced to themselves. So they can't, they can't even, they even fix themselves have.
0: either. Okay. But if you
1: have a fetus that is fine genetically, then they can. And it goes back into the mama, probably. I'm not sure so where it gets excreted.
0: Is that only a thing? Because you said your husband also has a family riddled with mm-hmm. autoimmune mm-hmm. Uh, deficiency?
1: Uh, uh, autoimmune disease, diseases? Yeah, and, okay. and, and cancer, really. Uh, mostly cancer, but he also has autoimmune disease as well. Okay. He undiagnosed uh, at the time.
0: So did that play a factor in your child's... Uh, mutation as I don't well. Know.
1: I'm not sure how that works. I don't okay. know. But so basically, if your child, your baby has the, the, the mutations, they're right. going to take it on. And so they're going to be born with that predisposition, those sensitivities, those, like I was saying earlier, the canary in the coal mine. You right. Know? Like these are the kids. Like uh, we had a, a doctor called Dr. Bernadine Healy um, who was the first woman head of the NIH and she did a fantastic- NIH? And the National Institute of Health, where, oh, okay. where Anthony Fauci is. Okay,
0: okay, okay, and, yeah.
1: Um, and- Oh, uh, NIH, okay. NIH, yeah. yeah. She did an interview with Cheryl and, uh Sheryl Atkinson, um, who used to be a network reporter, and uh, they didn't like her. Uh, Questioning the narrative, I think, yeah. and so she, you know, went rogue on her own, <laughs> and uh, she um, she did this interview a long time ago. Uh, Dr. Healy has passed; she had brain cancer and she passed. Um, and she. Uh, did this interview and she, uh, Dr. Healy admitted. She said, "Yes, um, I, I think that the question, you know, the question has not been answered. Do do vaccines cause autism? The, the question has not been fully answered," she says. And she says that if if we're see, if if these parents are telling us that their children this happened, we should be looking at them and finding what is this unifying um, this unifying. That's my phone.
0: Oh, I thought it was the dance floor. I know
1: it must be from not even my family because they're the only ones that can go through the emergency. The, the quiet part, but anyway, oh, okay. it's fine. Um, they make
0: it Well, no, I think I can hear a little bit of the music from the, uh, the oh, yeah? kids' dance. Okay. Yeah, uh, but uh, so man, that's so. That's how a non-vaccinated child
1: can have can have traits, traits
0: of a vaccine of a injury. Yeah. Injury. yeah. And that's what I never really actually heard that term. And I guess maybe I just didn't, it didn't click with me, but oh, vaccine I'm, I'm injury. Say, it's
1: actually, um, if you want a, a, a real good explanation of it, then, um, watch trace amounts because trace amounts, trace amounts.
0: Um, okay. Yeah. That's the uh, name of the documentary.
1: It's a documentary. Okay. Um, I fr- Eric is the first name. I forget his last name. He, um, he himself was vaccine injured as an adult. So he was able to express what was happening to him. So these kids, they don't they, they're, they're, they're pre-verbal oftentimes or, right. you know, or they become nonverbal afterwards and they can't express what's going on in their brains, in their bodies. And they can't, oh, I've got to give a shout out to JV Hanley and his book, um, uh, his recent book about his, uh, son, Jamie, who, uh, he, uh, he, who's profound, somewhat profoundly autistic and, um, totally, completely nonverbal and, oh, wow. um, they found spelling to communicate and uh turns out he's brilliant and he's uh you know now pursuing a mathematics degree i believe um
0: that's the thing i found too is that when you have what people perceive as vaccine injuries Mm -hmm. i feel like it strengthens other things like rogue's memory is off the charts.
1: Okay, okay. I'm going to tell you something about your daughter that I barely know, but from what I'm listening to you and from what I know, because this is my job, I trans—I help families Let's transition to homeschooling, and the families that are transitioning to homeschooling at the fastest rate are the ones who have kids just like yours, so your child is twice exceptional, and what that means, its a—it's a, it's a term, and I would like you to look it up, twice exceptional or 2E, it's under the Gifted umbrella okay. so yeah you're right she is exceptionally there, there's going to be things about her that you're just like off the charts like yeah. wow like I can't believe it but then there that so the other exceptionality are the things that 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 make it challenging for her to yeah. be in a school situation or to learn in general it could be dyslexia so it's like I, I say it's like almost like the Albert Einstein syndrome you know he's like brilliant in math and science but right. he, he, you know he was dyslexic and he probably had some other learning disabilities or I like to call them differences but um, right. You know, things that, that made it harder for him to learn in a typical school setting. Um, so, yeah,
0: yeah I'd I, say twice exceptional. Yeah, twice exceptional. I mean, yeah, I and like I said, I didn't see them as uh, anything other than unique and funny and cute mm-hmm. because I'm her dad. But right.
1: then now other that kids. other kids, it's yeah. really been like,
0: oh, shit, yeah. man.
1: It's the same thing with me and my oldest son. Uh, when, when I see him at home, he's just Jay, you know, he's, 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 he's he's him. And he's, he's like you said, unique and cute and funny and and endearing and all those things. And then when you see him around a bunch of other kids, you're like, wow, he's so different than that. Yeah. 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 He is. And even though we have a, you know, we have another kid, you know, and, and, you know, you know, people say neurotypical, but.
0: Right. um, Neurotypical. Neurotypical. Okay. Like
1: if your brain isn't affected by. Um, things that cause learning challenges right basically. right uh
0: sorry for interrupting the podcast everybody but i wanted to take a minute to tell you about our sponsor body buds bomb body buds is a thc that's right thc infused bomb that's made with just four ingredients Body Buds is made with a 50-50 shea butter to coconut oil blend, a little bit of beeswax as a thickening agent, and your choice of essential oil, eucalyptus, coconut, lavender vanilla, and my favorite, honey almond. Body Buds is made in small batches with a cup-to-cup ratio, so that means that for every cup of butter oil base that goes into the infuser, a cup of organically grown premium flour and trim is also put in. Bottom line it's strong and you know from listening to the show that i've been doing mma and going to gyms for years i got all kinds of pains and aches and i can attest that after trying cbd advil biofreeze that body buds bomb will be a game changer for your pain management i also gave a jar to a friend that had psoriasis and i'm not saying it cured her psoriasis but i am saying that it took the pain and itching away which meant she wasn't scratching it and that allowed it to heal so, check them out. Go to www.bodybuds.com. That's body B U D D Z. You can also find them on Instagram at BodybudsBomb and on Facebook. Bodybuds, it's the bomb. And now, back to the podcast. Uh, so, one of the things I've been wondering about too is. There seems to be a lot of transgender talk, mm-hmm. uh, especially in our state. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot. It, has that affected homeschooling at all? Or there, is there like, uh, I guess, a, a, a contingency of h- transgender homeschool kids?
1: Absolutely. Or? This is really
0: because um, I feel like they're a little more yeah outgoing uh-huh. and more willing to take that type of.
1: Right. Leap. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so th- this is a really interesting story. So, um, in the unschooling of community, especially there was, uh, another chasm, another cleaving of,
0: um, I call it the unschooling
1: unschooling. Yeah. Okay. So those of us who unschool okay. our kids. Yeah. Right. Um, and of which Sandra Dodd was, um, and is one of the most, um, revered expertise, uh, with, with most expertise on the topic. Um, she, her her website is incredibly vast, um, and and she's done m- many 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 years of free uh, coaching, consulting. Like I mean, not, I wouldn't call it coaching or consulting, but advising on right. social media, Facebook. Um, before that, Yahoo Groups, all that you know. I mean,
0: pretty sure. Yahoo. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. my yeah, age, yeah. <laughs> so but yeah, I'm sure even before that, whatever whatever was first. I mean, she was, she was, yeah. there. she was doing it, um, and helping other families do it too. And, um, there were some, uh,
0: helping other families deal with transgender no, issues do, or do,
1: do hunt do unschooling unschooling. Okay. Yeah, okay, okay, is, okay. She's, she's like okay. the world's foremost expert on unschooling. Okay. I, would say. I mean like hands down. Um, and she, um, noticed, um, there were a lot of unschooling kids who were starting to identify as a different sex. And, um, and it was, it was personally affecting her through some of her friends, you know, her friends were experiencing this. Um, and, um, and it, 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 she was realizing that there's this air of, you can't, you can't question it. You can't, right. you can't even ask a question. You can't say where's this coming from or like, right. you know, because especially because it was happening this, you know, rapid onset gender dysphoria is ROGD. It is a thing, you know, like parents who all their, all their kids' lives, their kids were like typical boys or typical girls and then all of a sudden they're a teenager and they're like not the sex they were born as. I'm like, that's not quite, it doesn't, I mean... You know, and many of us were like just open parents, and were like, "Yes, you can have a doll. Yes, you can wear pink." Like right, you know, but right. like they didn't want to, and right. it wasn't because of societal pressure, because there was no societal pressure for them at three. You know? Isn't
0: that a trip? How right? <laughs> it's like none of that was around. Right.
1: And but it, I mean, if you like trucks, it's not doesn't mean you're a boy. I like trucks, and it doesn't mean I'm a boy. You know, like. It's, but there
0: wasn't this push from right. any part of society right. to nurture right. any of that. Right.
1: And I was a typical tomboy as a kid. And honestly, if I had grown up in today's world, I mean, like typical, like like short hair, beat all the kids, all the boys at sports <laughs> all the time. Um, I very much uh, wouldn't wouldn't wear skirts, wouldn't wear pink, like not at all. But all right. you know, uh, puberty, adolescence, I became more comfortable with my femininity. Are school.
0: you uh, an only child?
1: No, I'm one of three. I'm the middle.
0: Okay. Yeah. 'Cause I feel like Rogue's gonna be a tomboy. Uh-huh,
1: uh-huh.
0: Just cause, you know, dad. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. She's got that off. She looks up to her dad, huh? For sure, man. Yeah, for sure. Did. I could see it. I could see it this weekend, absolutely. <laughs> um but um so she, you know, her friends were experiencing this wrapped onset gender dysphoria and um with their children. And she wanted to ask questions and it wasn't okay for her to even ask the questions. From who? Um like from who, the, who, was who was saying, saying it wasn't, wasn't cool, a, yeah. Uh the community at
0: large like okay. you know I mean if you ask questions publicly right right or, you right, know, you're right on Facebook you're
1: you know or, okay she, she's a public voice She, had, you know she would she had a public forum and she would publicly question things right and, um, there was uh, another mom um, Bree John who was writing um, in fourth wave now um, a really good publication that covers the transgender issue um, she wrote about her daughter's experience um, becoming trans and um, you know, just a lot of these moms, and 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 most moms, like they want to support their kids. You know, they they they, they want to do what's best. You know, they that you know, of course, you're, you're especially if you're told you want a dead son or a live daughter. You know, like you know, right. if your kid is transitioning to a, a female. Um, but it's it, it's.
0: Uh, Dang, a dead son, and a live daughter. Yeah, Fuck. that's what
1: they say. That's what they say. Yeah. Um. And so you know, parents want to be supportive at first, but they they have questions. They they're seeing that something doesn't quite re- add up. This doesn't. This this seems like it's coming from an outside influence. It's not coming from within them. And and so you know, and, and when you have like the, the unschooling community or the homeschooling community, where a lot of kids are now starting to do it, like a social contagion, like anorexia or suicide have been in previous times. It it, it does, it happens among this age group. And, you know, puberty is not a disease. Like, you know, going through puberty is hard. And you're going to be uncomfortable in your own skin. You're going to be uncomfortable in your body. You're going to feel like you don't fit in. Um, And if, you know, who wouldn't want to change their entire self and reimagine themselves? Especially when you're a kid. Right, right. And
0: it seems like everything you're doing is fucking wrong. Right. Because all the people you want to like you don't like you. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I actually have a, a, a little bit of a loose theory about all of that, and I think. So I was, I, I can look at the analytics mm-hmm. of this podcast, and I can say, oh, like I've looked at it before, and I'm like, what, the f- fucking Nigeria? Right. Somebody's okay. listening to me in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. Like that's crazy. It did so much for my ego. <laughs> I don't know who it was. I don't know anything about them. But and then I saw Ireland. I've seen Turkey, and I'm thinking, somebody in Turkey has listened to me talk to somebody, Uh which blows my mind, and it just puts a little more pep in my step that day. Like, I'm thinking, what's up, Turkey? You know, they're they're (laughs) listening to me there. So, I can only imagine...
1: Love bombing.
0: Being 13, being a tomboy, and then going, hey, I'm thinking about... Transitioning, and then all these people start saying, "Oh, I support you, girl. You go, baba." That's and, called love bombing. Oh, is that what that? Oh, okay. I, I knew, I knew exactly where you talking going. Oh, okay. Love
1: bombing. Oh. And then when the love bombing stops and there's nobody there to tell you how wonderful you are, um, that's and I've thing already thing. done the surgery. Right. That's where the detransition regret comes, or, or the de- the regret comes in, and then the de- detransition happens. And I have met and spoken with, um, and listened to many detransitioners tell their stories. Chloe Cole, Cat. Um,
0: oh, she Pattinson. sounds wrong. I think I've heard.
1: Yeah, well, she's suing. Uh, okay. She's, okay. Okay, she's okay, yeah. on, uh, Of course, only conservative news outlets are going to show her story. That's so them. crazy to me. So I'm going to give a shout out to Affirmation Generation, made <clears throat> by left wing liberal women, um, many lesbians.
0: I think not all of them are lesbian, but like the, the lesbian. <laughs> no, no, I know. I know. The lesbian I know. community, because um,
1: it's the genital preference is not okay anymore. Right. It's like sex and gender are two different things and and you can't have that that, that biological reality that you know if as a lesbian um, You know, I'm, I'm speaking as a lesbian, but I'm not but I like right, right, right. Uh, I'm att- Attracted to women and the women parts, right? And if you are pre- presenting as a woman with male parts That you and I don't want to date you then I'm transphobic Right. So right. It's, it's, it's affected the lesbian community and the gay community, too. But these lesbian women and, and left wing women uh, made a documentary called Affirmation Generation. And it is out now. It just was released a few weeks ago and it was first pulled off Vimeo. Um, it's on Vimeo and it was pulled off Vimeo from the outcry from the uh, what we call the trans rights activists, the Traz. And the TRES, and they have, um, and, and that's not derogatory. I mean, but they call you. us turfs, are the uh, trans-exclusionary radical feminists, even though <laughs> I may not be a feminist, I'm still turf, um, like J.K. Rowling, and um, yeah, yeah. So um, you know, and, and you know, keeping keeping women's sports for women, and you know, keeping men out of women's prisons. I don't know if you even know this is happening. Like there are, I kind of like, do literal men in women's prisons yeah. raping women in their prisons. And, and, and
0: well, I remember I heard a story where one inmate, one chick, uh-huh, uh-huh. got like three of her her cellmates pregnant. Uh, like they just kept putting her in with new people. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, totally. Right.
1: So you know, it's it, it's not just about protecting the children; it's about protecting our our, our womanhood. You know, our, yeah. You know, the woman you know, woman of the year has gone to transgender. <laughs> Caitlyn
0: Jenner was like, what was the, she got voted woman of the year, and she'd been a woman for like four months. Right, <laughs> like, things
1: like that. Exactly. I mean, these are you know, I mean, um, they're you know, especially in 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 uh, like semi pro. Uh, athletics with young athletes college college yeah college athletes man all their lives and then this guy comes along and says i'm a woman and takes their takes their athletes takes their opportunities it takes their sponsorship opportunities it takes their olympics yes yeah
0: yeah yeah totally um it's funny too uh i just wanted to say this before i forget it like for the lump love bombing thing uh so I think it's a huge... Social media is a huge part of the way kids are acting nowadays. And I think without social media, if some kid goes, yeah, I'm thinking about becoming trans, he's going to be told by maybe one, two people at a school mm-hmm. that, dude, right on good for you. Right. Everyone else is going to be like, dude, don't what the fuck? Right. Don't do that, man. Right. But being able to have the reach of all these other people all Absolutely. over the around the world, yeah. that is Kind of erases what his community thinks and the people around him, because now I'm getting worldwide adulation for doing this. Yeah. Uh, So man, that's got to be hard to battle as a kid and not just follow along with all these people who are telling me what I'm doing is awesome. Absolutely.
1: Uh, I mean, there, 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 there are TikToks and other uh, social media influencers right, are out there right. saying you know if you don't feel comfortable in your body then you might be trans and <laughs> if, you're tra- if your parents don't accept you for who you are we're your family now yeah, yeah. and that is frightening for that's cult shit it is absolutely cultish yeah absolutely cultish and some of the detransitioners absolutely feel like they left a cult there's no doubt about it um, and they, they'll sometimes say, and sometimes I feel like I jumped into a new one when you know they they, <laughs> they, they are in this. Uh, the detrans community is um, often um, they, it's very sad because they are often attacked from both the left and the right. Right. You know, it's like you know, like the extreme right people will say, you know, you got what you deserved. You you know, you it was your fault. Um, yeah. You you influenced uh, you know because you were trans and you were. You, you probably influence many other people to transition, right. you know, like, so they, they, you know, they're, they have no, uh, sense of, um, empathy for them for what they've been through and blame them for the current state of affairs. And they, they just, they, they get it. And then of course, from the, the extreme left, they get the people who are like, you're betraying our community. You're making it harder right. for, uh, people who are trans to transition. And, you know, they're like, no, we're just trying to get uh, acknowledgement and care, because they, you know, they, they, so the studies that have been done that say detransition is really rare, they actually don't follow all the trends. So maybe they start out with 100 transitioners, right? And then when they go to say uh, only, you know, uh, 1% of of people detransitioned but there was, they've, they've lost track of 80 of them.
0: Right, right. And, and
1: where did they go? They left right. because they don't want to be... Trans, trans anymore? Yeah, you know, yeah, so it be yeah, yeah. as high as eighty percent. You right, know, right, like right. who knows? Like they, it, it's a, you know, it's a massaging of the numbers. It's a, it's, it's, it's not an accurate um, portrayal of.
0: It very rarely is, man. Isn't it, it? Very is- rarely is. It- Honestly, uh, like for the longest I remember, people would say, uh, "Man, you do MMA? Like, MMA. Uh, you have the worst reputation because that's what people think." And right. man almost all the MMA guys I know that can kill people with you know, like right. they're the nicest, coolest, most mellow people. Yeah. Because we're getting it out in the at the gym. Mm-hmm. Uh and it it's just it's very perception is so skewed most of the time, man. It really, really is. Yeah. Uh man, that's uh that's a lot to uh take in as a kid too, right. man.
1: Right, and because of my outspoken views and uh, my attempts to kind of uh, put the brakes on the current approach to transgender affirmative care model, uh, for especially for children.
0: Um and you're in Northern California, right? I am in Northern California. So man, are they just liberal as fuck up there, just letting everybody bear, do whatever they yeah, want? San Francisco Bay Area. Yeah, 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 so they're just letting kids transition and they're probably encouraging it. And Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah.
1: Absolutely. I see kids on God, really you're in the food. war
0: zone up there with that as your fight.
1: Yeah, yeah. I see kids who are clearly on hormones. Um in, you know, as, as young teens it's, yeah. it's, and, and, and we really don't know what's going to happen to them in 10 years from now or 20, it's, There's no, I mean, you introduce a pharmaceutical into your body, it changes your life expectancy. It changes your life outcomes. It's going to, totally. whether whether you think you have side effects or not, it's, it's, it's affecting you, but yeah. they all have side effects. I mean, that's why they have those long lists. And yes, all bodies are different and some bodies will react very, very, um, severely, severely, in ways that we can't even imagine. Um, even um, I, I know this guy on Twitter. I, I, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. I'm really, really, really sorry. But he um, he was uh, uh, like an actor, and he uh, is is he, he took antidepressants. It was just a regular antidepressant that everybody takes, right. and it affected him in a way like he has this this muscular problem now, and he's it's like it's like ticks, but it's, it's even worse. Like he he, he has oh, wow. these like, it's like, it looks like a yawn, but it's not a yawn. Like he just, yeah, yeah. It, it just makes and, and all over his body, every, every muscle in his body just like moves and changes. And it, it's, I've seen, it's horrible. And we've connected on, on, on Twitter and, um, you know, he, he's been very outspoken about the dangers of pharmaceuticals. Like we're, we're, you know, like Dude, you should have told me to go out and exercise. Yeah. You know, like why, why was this? And why was this the first thing that was offered to me? Yeah. You know, there's absolute.
0: There's no money in exercise. Right.
1: Concrete evidence that exercise is as effective, if not more effective than pharmaceuticals in treating depression.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Man, that has been a through line in my life. As far as like. My mind is not right. I got to go work out. Yeah. Uh, and that's my advice to everybody. Yeah. Like when I see yeah. people in funk, when I see Teresa in a funk, I'm like, dude, go to the fucking gym. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. go work out, go hike, go do whatever, man. Just get out of here. And come yeah. back. Yeah. And it, it, I've never given the advice of, oh, go sit in your car.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And right. that don't, that's yeah. not going to make you better.
1: Go scroll on social media for Right, right.
0: Uh, oh, man, I love when my screen tells me my screen time has been down by like 20% or whatever. Yeah. Your weekly use is down.
1: Nice. Uh, that gives
0: you a little endorsement. It does. <laughs> uh, like, you're not going to get me, technology. Uh, so it seems like you have a lot on your plate, man. Awesome. The homeschool, a conference, all this other stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah. So your two kids... Have they been homeschooled the whole time? Absolutely.
1: They've never been a day in school.
0: Okay. I would I would really like to talk to some a kid who's
1: Transitioned? Like
0: maybe started off in school so, and then started homeschooling with a comparison or vice yeah. versa, you know? Well,
1: um, there's a great movie out there, uh, called Class Dismissed by my dear friend Jeremy Stewart, um, who uh, made this documentary, 90 minute documentary, and he follows a family um, who withdraw their children from school, uh, at, uh, the middle school and the high school ages. And it the movie follows them for their first year of homeschooling to see what that looks like. And um, for those of us who do this volunteering and, and mentoring, it, we call that finding your groove. You know, that first right. year is really you're finding your groove and um, whether that's you're just starting out from the beginning or transitioning um, out of school, you're still finding your groove that first year. And um, so he follows them. And then there's uh, tidbits and anecdotes and um, interviews and historical information about education and stuff throughout the, throughout the movie as well. And um, so you, you do get a sense of what it's like for uh, a family who, or, and kids who, who, who were unhappy with their school experience that it yeah. wasn't it, it didn't feel fulfilling it felt like you know just going through the motions every day and you know both their kids were very bright and were you know school came easy to them and oh, so here's the thing so I actually have uh, a master's degree in education and I am a former public school teacher my bachelor's in elementary school yeah, and, elementary ed. yeah. <laughs> um, and I always say you know I loved school so much um I became a teacher you know I loved everything about school the first day of school the last day of school and every day in between I love my teachers I love my friends I love my work I love my textbooks I love my I love so all of it.
0: why how
1: did I end up here as <clears throat> the person that transitions people from the school system to to uh hon- homeschooling and unschooling too even so uh an traditional approach to homeschooling. Um, uh, well uh, it uh, it actually was born from my um, uh, college years actually I went to University of Massachusetts in Amherst and we had um, a very progressive uh, ed- education program elementary ed program where we read John Holt and I don't know if you've gotten a chance to hear about who he is but he is often considered the father of the modern homeschooling movement, and the um, you know he coined the term term unschooling. It's mentioned in, um, in that movie Class Dismissed, uh, how he came up with it. And he um, he recognized that uh, school was not a natural place to learn. Um, that home was the natural, most natural place for learning, and um, the world right. learning by 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 experiencing the world. And if you're in a classroom you're not experiencing the real world. Right, they, right. You know, they always say that they're 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 preparing the children for the real world. Well let yeah. them live in it, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. like <laughs> <For sure. laughs> let's let's not have this uh you know, fabricated non reality, like who where like where else are you gonna be other than a prison? where uh, it functions the way a school does, you know, where everybody's corralled in the same place and you're only seeing the same people all day, every day, and not interacting with a, a variety of people that actually exist in the world. And you're, you know, you, you, you stay on campus, you don't ever leave, you, you go through yeah. the day by the bells and the, and, and the rules, and you can't go to bathroom without raising your hand. And, uh, yeah, and yeah. Not, not all schools do that these days. A lot of schools will allow kids to just take the pass and get right and some schools absolutely still you need, or some schools I've even heard will make the kids wait and you have to go to the bathroom on your your break oh wow yeah because they have uh problems with kids in the halls right the right and stuff. this is their way to keep the kids
0: safe in the oh yeah schools. yeah yeah has uh changed and stayed the same so like in some places in this country school is completely changed in other ways it's just right absolutely the same
1: right so John Holt was introduced to us, so he was, a, um, he was an educator, he was a teacher who tried, his first book was called How Children Fail, and he was recognizing the ways in which teachers and school systems sets kids up to fail, basically. And then his next book was called How Children Learn because he started to approach educating uh, kids differently in the classroom, um, and was realizing that they learn so much better if they are given more agency over their learning, and if they are able to learn in a more um, organic and natural way than you know top-down model of learning. And um, then he realized. So, so as educators in at University of Massachusetts, we're we're hearing this side of his story that you know he wanted to, you know. It, 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 be you know progressive education. We wanted to be reform education, change it from you know its 200-year model that we've always been. Let's do it differently. And um, he, like many many others, John Gatto and many many other teachers who were in the system, like myself, who's who. who may have loved it at one point but from this other percep- other perspective are realizing this isn't actually what's best for most kids right it's not working even though it worked for me i actually still can find fit, you know still pinpoint harms for school even though school was so easy for me and i don't feel traumatized by school i am a yes i mean i was <laughs> you know i i had a hard time saying no you know and 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 saying no to authority you know and um and and wanting to please authority you know i wanted to get a good grade on my test not for me but to prove to the authority figures that i was good as good as they thought they wanted me to be you know
0: you know it's (laughs) interesting excuse me it's interesting you say that because that's kind of put something in my mind in perspective that i've been thinking about for a long time because teresa is the one that was like when we have a kid um we're homeschooling Mm. uh And I guess she's been wanting to do that for a while when she had a kid. But uh, one thing that's always tripped me out is that she's so adamant about homeschooling, but she fucking loved school. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Like, it's blown me away because, dude, she's got a master's. She's got, like, a couple degrees. She's, like, her whole, like, all all her, like, she's going to hate me for saying this, but a lot of the fun things she talks about that she loved was, like, Oh man, studying all night and read I, I love reading books and doing all this shit. I'm like, "Well, what the fuck? That's exactly what you're not."
1: So, academia and scholar and being a scholar is different than being schooled.
0: Sure. But she but that, wouldn't that's have had any there, of that right, right. Right, without well, the school influencing or even you uh, the opportunity uh, to have all he those books. Have. She
1: could have. She could have. She You're right. She could have.
0: Yeah. yeah. You're right. Um,
1: but uh, but yeah, she, she clearly enjoyed the, the academia of schooling and the scholar, being a scholar. Right. And, and, um, uh, but there are plenty of homeschoolers who become scholars and go into the world of academia as well. So Interesting. Yeah. Yeah even if they had an untraditional, uh, unschooling right. eclectic or, you know, just non-academic focused uh, approach to education. And so anyway, so John Holt, the next book he wrote was called, um, teach your own. And what do I do on Monday? Because then he started to advocate, take your kids out of school.
0: Teach okay. them at home. So John Holt, John Holt. Okay. Yeah.
1: And, um, he was on Donahue, um, and wow, you know, there's yeah. a throwback. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, you know, he, 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 it was New York, his first two books were New York Times bestsellers. Okay. You know, like he was, 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 was well known. He was definitely well known. Right. Um,
0: Has he passed away or something? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah,
1: yeah, a long time ago. Um, but uh, yeah, he, um, he, so, so as a, an educator in the, you know, in my teacher training program, we read John's first. Uh, book how te- how children fail, so that we would know how not to be in the classroom, right? Right. And like I said, we were very progressive. I taught in an open classroom, which is some people think like is like an unschooling classroom, but you know, it's still school, and you still have you know the things right. of school sometimes. Um,
0: but and you you have a forced curriculum, right? Like, and when you work at a public school, you have yeah. a certain amount yeah. of things that they need to test and know,
1: mm-hmm. right? Right, 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 and they teach to the test, right? Right. They'll teach to the test. Um, uh, so that the school performs well the teacher performs.
0: so you have well. freedom as a teacher as long as you're using that freedom to teach them this shit We want you to teach them. I
1: wouldn't even go so far to say that because um, you know uh, You don't really have freedom as a teacher that was, oh, okay. I, I was I was I was like considered the you know the black sheep in my school oh. when I was a teacher because I did want to do other things um, outside of Teaching to the test, and I wanted to introduce like adventure education and problem solving um, games and things like that, more um, engaging uh, right. uh, uh, curriculum. I would call it or just uh, programming or whatever. And, right, right. Um, it was, it was, it, it was frowned upon, absolutely frowned upon. Um, and it, 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 you know, it, it, that's when it started to affect my trajectory out of the school system. I was like, I, I, I don't see. How, how, how that's possible to keep these kids from having these experiences and 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 keep it so that they only learn what's going to be on the test. I mean, right. it's really, all they're learning is what's going to be on the test, whether it's the standardized state testing or the end of the unit testing. It is we are teaching them what's going to be on the test. Yeah, and it's it, it doesn't make time for real in depth. Uh, Discovery and and curiosity, you know, when my kids were little, um, we would go places, stores, whatever. And, um, I remember we were at the bike store once and a a guy was talking to my little guy and he was like, there's something different about your kids. And I said, they're homeschooled. And he's like, that's it, huh? And I was like, you know, why though? Their curiosity is intact. Hmm. Their curiosity is intact. So they were able to engage with him on a level that he was not quite used to seeing in children at that age. Um, My kids weren't kids who, you know, like, you know,
0: would be Wait to, to be spoken to before they spoke, you know. Right, so they, right, they right. Were, they were asking
1: questions. They were so curious about all the things in the shop, you and know? been like,
0: told to sit down and shut up. That's they why they have been.
1: They haven't been told
0: to raise their hands yeah. to speak, you know. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, Like they felt free, and and and
1: that's what they would experienced all their lives was like a free exchange of information right. and ideas, you know.
0: And that's definitely uh, something that I've noticed. With homeschool kids, is that they'll just come up and talk to you? Right,
1: right, right. I'm
0: just. What are you doing? Yeah. Like Diane, you know, this is. What's that? You know, like.
1: Diane Flynn Keith has an excellent article out there. It's something like, yes, your homeschool kids will be different. Um, like you know, because like people are like, I don't want to homeschool. I don't want a kid to be different. I'm just like, well, you know, and then people are like, they're not going to be different. They're just you know, they're just normal. But um, what uh, what it, the the truth is, they will be different. They will be yeah. different in extraordinary ways. Yeah, because, yeah. Um, and and, and, and and non-extraordinary ways, too. I mean, they'll
0: be different because they, their lives are different. They will be different. And the thing, too, is it's like we're so judgmental when it comes to kids.
1: And differences.
0: Yeah, well, that, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Like, if a kid doesn't meet up to this standard, or right? like, yeah. we're so hard on them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, I find myself being... I'm I'm still learning how to be okay with being... A, I've been a homeschool kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean... I like school. It was my way to get out of a fucked up house.
1: Right, right, right. And so, so you know, homeschoolers will often say like, I don't want to pay taxes because my, my I'm, I'm I'm you know about any of the school related taxes or whatever right. you know property tax that goes to schools or whatever. And they're you know, but we want our school systems to be good. We do. We you know we, we I don't want to pay more taxes, no doubt. But right. We, Having, you know, de- destroying the system as it is, it wouldn't be good for everybody. You know, we need to improve the system, um, no doubt, because right. it does not serve everybody. Yeah. But there are absolutely people for whom uh, school is a safe haven. And, it, yeah. and, and thank God for that, you know. And I applaud all the teachers and as staff and principals who are showing up for these kids every single day, because I'll tell you, teachers don't go to college to become a teacher to teach to the test they do it because they love the kids right
0: right right they you know, have to you be to yeah. too shitty it's yeah. too hard you know yeah. you, there has to be a grain yeah. of right you know yeah. empathy or right. <laughs> or whatever you want to call it excuse me i don't want coffee uh but yeah that's uh, it, it's it's a hard thing to break the habit of history. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's so ingrained in me of a kid should know this by this age. A kid should know this by this age and they should be at this level by this time, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, and seeing that that's not happening is, it doesn't drive me crazy, but it's just like, when is that phase of her education going to kick in or when is she going to like, if we leave things up to her, like, and I know this is <laughs> the uh, rule of thumb, I guess, is when a kid's interesting, interested in something, that's when you go in to teach them, like, oh, oh when they want to learn right. math, that's when you jump on that.
1: Right. So they, they call that interest, or, or um, t- uh, what's the word they, they
0: say? It, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a learning moment. You know, you, right. You, 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 you capture that learning moment. Right. But um, my question is, what if that moment never happens? Well, what if she never wants to learn math
1: but you can be destroying that moment by, by trying to steal that moment into yes. the, uh, an educational experience yes. because here you have a kid so I'll tell you a story <coughs> from when um, my 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 youngest was a toddler and he was sitting in his dad's lap and uh, my my husband was reading uh, like a hop- on pop book to him and I could see my son snuggled into my dad his dad's arms and he was um, smiling and enjoying this, uh, intimate experience of being read to. Um, and he was absolutely engaged with both the book and his father. Right. There was, uh, pure learning happening right then and there. But at the time, uh, Rich decided to say, so if this word says hop and this one starts with a P, what does it say? And so he tried to capture, you know, use that as right, a learning right, moment. Right, like
0: right. he noticed his son was super engaged in this book. Like let's 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 take it one more step. Right.
1: But what I could witness, what he couldn't witness with his son in his in his lap and facing the book, what I could see looking at both of them was the look on my son's face went from one of pure joy to one of confusion and even a little bit like uh, a, a jarring, like he was taken aback, like. Wait, I was just in this beautiful reverie of enjoying this book with my dad and now I'm being quizzed. Yeah. Like, what? What? Like he he didn't I don't know the answer. Like we how am I you know, so I could see and I and I you know, I brought it up to Rich afterwards. Um and you know, we 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 both I mean it was a learning moment for both of us, you know. I wasn't fully into unschooling at the time either, but I've been investigating it and, and learning about it and um uh yeah, it it very much um was a learning moment for us to see how we could destroy the learning drive. Right. You know, the, the, the desire to learn by kind of inserting ourselves in it and, and having an agenda and making it about an outcome instead of the process.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah one of the things that's hard for me is... Sh- <laughs> God, sorry. One of the things that's hard for me is when uh, I'll come home and they'll be working on... Education mm-hmm, stuff, mm-hmm. and it's another thing too. I don't know what to call it if they're not in school. Like right. I hate, I don't know, I, I can't call it school, so I just call it like education. Right. Uh, yeah. It, what's hard for me is sometimes I'll come home and they'll be doing stuff, and I, me being there distracts her. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then now she just doesn't it, yeah. want to do anything. She just wants to hang out, and but I want to do it with her, or I want to be part of it too. But right. for some reason, she just can't focus around me yeah. on that stuff. Yeah. So. I'm hoping that when she gets a little older I can teach I'll be the one to show her about sports and history mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and science those are yeah. kind of my yeah. my uh, wheelhouse yeah uh, that's, but yeah. that's how it
1: works in our family I mean um, actually Rich does almost all of the more academic type stuff um, and I do more of the um, the social and physical stuff like okay. I'm the one who's getting them to uh, are planning and organizing their, their climbing and their sailing and their and you know, it, it, it sounds like when I say it like that, I feel like people are like, oh, well she has all the money in the world to spend on this, but you know what? I don't, um, yeah. you know, I, or I, 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 work with non local nonprofits, um, to find opportunities for our kids, um, that are affordable. Um, you know, for, for instance, in Marin County, it costs upwards of $50 an hour for an art class. Um, and, uh, that was unattainable for us. And right. so, um, I looked into our local nonprofit, Marin Moca, Museum of uh, uh, Modern Children's Art, and, uh, Museum of Modern Art. Uh, no, no, um, Contemporary Art, Contemporary. Uh, not Modern Art. But that would be MoMA. Moca is Contemporary Art, and um, and they had a, an education outreach program, and they, you know, and and, and that ended up being fifteen dollars an hour. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Um, you know and 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 we we do so many things that were free um we would take advantage of the rangers um uh, family hikes and the rangers man they know so much about science and the ecosystem and and biology and environmental science and so it's you know and those were free twice a month, you know? Like, yeah, definitely. You, know, it's, like you, 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 you
0: gotta find the resources. Yeah, yeah. it's out there. It's yeah. funny because having a homeschool kid is... Uh, you definitely learn what's out there. And I'm learning that a lot of this has been around here for a long time. Mm-hmm. A lot of the free stuff, Home Depot, or all the visitor centers, right, and right. all these little things, right. and libraries, they all offer yeah. stuff. And they're like, yeah, we've been doing this for like 25 years. And yeah, yeah. Like, oh man, like, I, didn't, I didn't know this was here or even offered to us. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. yeah. I, um, I used to
1: organize field trips for my kids based on um, their interests. Um, but uh, early on, when they were mostly interested in the firehouse and the fire trucks we did a whole a whole civic series of field trips and we visited and these were all free and we did this with other homeschoolers and they so we you know we organized these field trips and brought in other homeschoolers and we went to the firehouse we went to the police station we went to the library we went to the civic center we went to um there was definitely other ones um but uh we you know we went to the post, did I say post office? No. But um, we, we, we how, how our world works. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. But also we went to, we had a, a, where does our poop go tour? Oh nice, <laughs> so nice. the sanitary district, we went to also, where does our garbage go? Um, and how do we, you know, where does Very our water cool. come from? Um, so, because yeah, we, we know where our poop goes, but where does our water come from? Is it the, you know, is it the yeah, sea? Like, yeah. you know, like, <laughs> but they're not, uh-huh, they're right? two different, they're two different, or, they're two different uh, entities. They're not, they're not, not that all
0: the same <laughs> all right. well Julie this was uh very cool yeah thank
1: you
0: uh you have Instagram and all that like if people ever want to get a hold of you or yeah. organize things or yeah. maybe they heard something on here that resonates with them
1: yeah for sure I you know I've 10 toad is my uh company and
0: that's t-o-a-d
1: right as in frog and toad right and t-o-a-d dot com um, you can sign up for my, uh, subscription. Uh, I never send out emails unless I'm actually doing something. Right. Um, I don't have like a monthly newsletter or anything, but if I have an announcement of an, an event or something, okay. I will send it out. And, um, uh, I do have social media on Facebook and Instagram for toad, but I don't really use it. I don't really know how yeah. to kind of take advantage of all of that. I wish I had a. But I also don't wish. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That's a, that's, I'm okay that's with a it. conundrum. I'm okay
1: with it being, you know, an organically grown right. uh, word of mouth. Like, this is really cool. want not to check it out.
0: Okay. So uh, the Tentoed yeah. website yeah. is Yeah, you, you can find okay. me through the
1: tentoad website. Or, you know, like I said, we are on Instagram and right. Facebook. I, I would check my messages there if, okay. if
0: you wanted to reach me through there, too. Yeah. Okay, we'll put all that information in the... The show notes, Thanks. linear notes of the podcast. Julie, thank you for talking to me. I appreciate you doing all this and having us here for this uh, connection conference. It's been amazing. Thank for you. Sure. It's been
1: a wonderful week.
0: Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, no worries. All right, everybody,
1: stay rogue.